0: We welcome you to episode 23 of Badden and Chadden here in the Eastern Observer alongside Dennis Tui. I'm Brandon Natalia. Now, before we get started, please hit that subscribe button on YouTube to you be kept in on the loop on everything Eastern Observer and, most importantly, Badden and Chadden. Our show could be found on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and wherever else podcasts can be found. Now, our show is presented to you by Black Cats NYC. Be sure to download their newest hit, hit single, Nothing's Gonna Stop Us, which can be found wherever music is found. Whether that's Spotify, R Radio, Sirius XM Radio, and many others. We are, we are recording to you previously now. Not previously, we are recording to you as we speak, where the Texas Rangers are currently hosting their first ever World Series trophy. You see Dennis right now is reacting. Yeah. yeah. You see Rob Manfred just spoke and now. Uh,
1: Ray Davis, managing partner, majority owner of the Texas Rangers, speaking. It is eleven eighteen here on the East Coast, New York, Long Island, boys, as as we have a time viewers know. And it is late, and I would not be; I'd rather not do anything else right now to record <laughs> with you, Brandon. Recording the World Series as it concludes live. Awesome, man! Epic. Is he GM
0: Chris? Chris Young, right?
1: Yep. I feel like he wears the same outfit. Jeans, jeans and a quarter zip to the World Series? That's
0: the same outfit he wore like the last wow. time I saw him. Like, I feel like he wears the same outfit. He's a casual kind of guy. Credit to him for delivering their first ever World Series championship.
1: Yeah. Tell me how and, what a, and what an unlikely team, huh? Eleven and zero on the road, in the postseason, yeah, postseason. never been yeah. done before. NBD. Yeah, and eleven uh, and zero Nate, on the road. The, Nathan Texas, Evaldi with
0: five of those wins. Well, uh, in the postseason,
1: Texas Road Warrior Rangers. Unbelievable. Eleven and zero on the road. Uh, and, and that's we covered it a lot when it happened. I mean, yo, they 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 showed up to Tampa Bay. They snatched their chains. They, they went Debo on the Rays. And then they go to Baltimore and make mincemeat of the Orioles. That wasn't a series. And then they go into Astros, yeah, go to Houston, and they take a 2-0 lead. They lose three straight. And then, yeah. And then they, they beat the Astros. And now here they are. They go one and one at home in the World Series, and then they win three straight on the road. Unbelievable! And I was saying to my dad earlier, we were watching the game. It, without Degrom, yeah, he had six starts this season. You know, he gave him a month of, of games from May thirty of March thirtieth to uh, I think like April 29th or something. And, and one of the, a few of those starts were not very good. And then. <laughs> Max Scherzer gave, gave them what, 2.3 innings in the World Series?
0: Uh, I know he. You feel like he had to at least give eight innings, right?
1: Three starts? No, he didn't, because he only had one I'm, game in here.
0: Did he, pick, he right? didn't pitch two games? I'm pretty
1: sure he pitched two games. Right. Maybe you're right. I'm talking about my ass. <laughs> uh, it, it is no! The, it... He pitched Monday, which was game. F-
0: oh, you're talking about the World yeah. Series?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. My bad. I, I yeah, thought yeah, you were yeah. talking about the, C in the postseason.
1: No, but um yeah, so he pitched one or maybe two games in the World Series, and then you have Adolis Garcia, arguably your best player in the postseason. I think that's fair to suggest. He's ripped.
0: Obviously yeah. he's
1: oh, I always knew he's a big freaking dude. <laughs> and um
0: as you see Bruce Bosch you lift up the trophy. Yeah. Good for him. His fourth World Series title.
1: Yeah, but as I was saying, you have him for three games. Yeah. And then you win two without him. So you're talking, buddy, you're talking genuinely, you're missing three of your top five players on your roster. And you win the World Series. Unbelievable. And
0: listen. Clap it up.
1: Of course, course, course. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to be a, a prick. I'm not trying to be a, a tool bag. Hey. It's not like they went up against the 1998 Yankees or the 86 Mets or some of the other great historic teams. teams. The 97 Cleveland that lost, but were like a dominant regular season team. The Diamondbacks, I think it's fair to say, and I'm not trying to say they got to the World Series. I think it's fair to say this is one of the weaker teams we've seen make it this far. Nobody saw it coming. So it's not like the Rangers did the impossible. But it it really was what a wild Major League Baseball season. What a wild season.
0: It definitely was a lot.
1: You think of like the best offensive players in the American League neither of them played a full season. Judge Otani neither of them played a full season.
0: Yeah, that's the Angels
1: uh, th- the collapse of the empire that never was of Trout and Otani. It's just so many crazy stolen bases are back. Yeah. Ronald Acuña Jr.'s insane 40 and 80 stat line. Matt Olson Matt Olson had a terrific season. Uh, some historic pitch. Baltimore runners. Orioles. And then it ends with this. And I have it on the screen right now. And then it ends with this. Not only did the Rangers win the World Series, but Corey Seager, in a year where the Dodgers are an immense disappointment, wins his second World Series MVP. The first, you know, he won his first one in 2020 the Do- with the Dodgers. Yes. He wins his second one with the Rangers. The second position player ever to do so since Reggie Jackson in 73 with the Oakland Days and 77 with the Yankees. The first player to do so position player in separate leagues, National League, American League.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's insane. So
1: such a wonky, bizarre season. The World Series winning manager on a team that he was not on last year. He wasn't in the league last year. (laughs) Yeah. Last year. The Rangers lost ninety-four games. It's such an insane season. And when it's all said and done, think of all the teams that we expected to be powerhouses: the Yankees with Rodon, the Mets, Mets the, with the Verlander, and the ground, uh, Verlander and Scherzer, the Padres. All these teams that we expected to be like really good, dominant teams: the Cardinals, other teams. They didn't make it. I know the Cardinals. And it was a team uh, that yeah. everybody laughed at Jacob Degrom for saying, "I'm here to win," and everybody yeah. was like, "No, you're here for the fifty million, bud." And yeah, there I mean. he is.
0: I was one of those people.
1: Although he didn't pitch at all after April, here he is on a World Series winning team. What an insane year! And and not only that, before we started this whole postseason thing we had an episode and i said no team in the playoffs has as glaring a weakness as the rangers in their bullpen josh spores gets red hot and shuts out basically everybody in the postseason yeah And goes on a tremendous run and what happens in the world series the once great diamondbacks bullpen fell
0: yeah paul seward got hoist by their own petard and- Paul Sewell got rocked in that last inning. It was one-nothing. You would have thought the Diamondbacks would have had a chance to We've make a comeback, but no, they just they were getting hits left and right. And then was that? That was Marcus Simeon, right? That hit the home run. Yes. Yeah, he, he that basically sealed it. I was like, you know, everyone was saying in the chat, they're like, oh, they won the World Series. I said, not yet. And then once they hit it, I was like, all right, that's it.
1: And, yep. And listen, up until last game, unplayable unplayable at the plate this entire postseason he's been bad like objectively bad
0: yeah we've we've been bashing him on we're not bashing him we've been you know like critical. he's been he's, we've been pretty critical on him because you know like it's the postseason with, what's going we've
1: on we've been doing nothing but singing the praises of the backs bullpen and now yeah. end up being their undoing unreal zach gallon hey give it up for zach seven almost seven innings what 6.1 innings i'm just going off the top of my head i could get it easily i don't know why i'm doing that but uh Six point one innings pitched. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's the wrong freaking game. What are we doing? (laughs) I have last game. I have like that was weird. All right, now give me the box score. Why are you showing me? MLB's um, ESPN is all over the place. If you see, it's February twenty second on here. I have no idea why. I guess they're updating their MLB page. Um, six, I was right. 6.1 innings pitch for Zach Allen. All three hits in the seventh inning that he allowed. One earned run, six strikeouts. Kevin Ginkle, another guy who's been lights out, comes in 1.2 innings pitched, struggling with the strike zone, a very bad performance. Another guy who's been locked down for them, a hit and a strikeout. And then Seawalt comes in, five hits, four earned runs, two strikeouts. And Evaldi, finally on the right side of history. He had that iconic game in 2018 against the Dodgers in extra innings, and he's on the losing end. And now he's on the winning end of another great pitcher duel. He's 5-0 in this postseason, six innings pitched, four hits, five strikeouts, no earned runs. Just an insane World Series in an insane year. And it seems right. It seems like the, the team that should have won the World Series won the World Series. Yeah,
0: you know they were. It feels you know.
1: right. Like it's sometimes you have championships that I, I always kind of joke around and say it's the um, it's the reality TV box is what I like <laughs> to call it. You know, on like if you buy like a the box set of like Survivor season eight or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. have like the the best players are all on the front, and sometimes. It's why I've said this about the MVP votings and whatnot too. Is like there's different ways to do it, and that's kind of the way I always felt it should be done. Is who, what, who <laughs> am I going to talk about for that year? Who's going to be on the who's going to be on the box of
0: the, of the Wheaties? The- who's going to be in your box of Wheaties? Yeah, that's who's going to okay. be on yeah. your DVD? Oh, that's, that's it. I
1: kind of feel like the Rangers deserved it because they were in first place in their division much of the season. They lost it at the very end. They had they made. Big moves at the trade deadline. They made a big move in the offseason to bring in Jacob Tegram and Nathan Avaldi, right? This was his first year with them. I believe you. You have young guys coming up Evan Carter, Jonah Heim, Josh Young, Josh Young. Three guys who nobody really. Jonah Heim was very good last season, but he, he really fell off in the second half. The other two, Evan Carter, just joined the team in September, basically. And, um, who was the other guy? Josh Young.
0: And yeah.
1: People, people were high on him coming into the season thinking he'd be a productive rookie, but certainly not as productive as he was. And they just check all the boxes. They were always a relevant team. Yes, they had their flaws, especially with the bullpen. What did they do? They made an early trade to get a Chapman. Yeah. And, and like every single box they checked, like they were always a relevant team. Yeah. And maybe that's me. And kind of once again, almost thinking of it like reality TV and checking the boxes to see you know who's going to win Survivor, or Big Brother, or whatever. It, it's kind of like the same thing. It's like they were always in, they were always in the mix. And sometimes you have champions that you kind of forget about. And that's fine. That's that's fun for some people to have like a very unexpected winner that you kind of like. They got here really. But the Rangers, it was always, if they could tap into that potential, if if that lineup can get going, if that starting (laughs) pitching can get going, if they can be healthy, they're always kind of felt like that kind of, I don't know if I'd say um, like anxiety, but like you never felt that they were really out of it, like out of contention. I, I kind of lost faith in them, but it was mostly because other teams in the American League started playing better. So this is just kind of like a wild season and kudos to them, man, because this was this was not easy. The most playoff games in a, in a round in a, um, a run ever. Yeah. So it's, it's a totally different game. I'm curious how the league is going to change with, you know, playoff rules and base rules and whatnot. Yeah. Robo ump's or whatever. But I I really do think this is the start of a new era. Really? Definitely. It's This is, you know, baseball. What I like about baseball and I don't like about basketball, and to an extent the NFL is, there's not clearly defined eras like baseball. Writers just kind of agreed this is the steroid era. This is the dead ball. Modern era, you know, things like that. And I think this is a new rule. I don't know what you'd call this the generation before this of the late 2000s through the 2010s. But this 2020 till now, the expanded playoffs era is just what I'm calling it. it this is a totally new game. This I like it. Totally expanded
0: new playoff. New. Yeah, no, I agree.
1: Because, like, it's a, it's a, dude, it's like a new sport practically. Think of all the playoff games these guys are in now. Like, I saw Marcus Semien, win, loser, draw going into tonight was going to have the most played appearances as long as he didn't get injured, breaking Lenny Dykstra's record from 1993 with the Phillies so you had 800 and not 800 80 something i saved it on my phone i saw it i thought oh of course i put my phone in freaking airplane mode but you know derek jeter's consecutive base hits record broken by Cattell Marte. just we're gonna see so many games now It's, it's gonna be a new sport you know playoff records or whatever it's a how many home runs Altuve is going to, you know, break Manny Ramirez's playoff home run thing. And it's like, I I almost kind of don't even care. The next time the Astros are in, Altuve is probably going to break it. I'm not going to care. It's not just because of the Yankee Astro thing. It's because they play so many more games now. That's like, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. It's just, it's a totally new era. And I think that this Astros team Last year, okay, fine, the Phillies maybe benefited from, uh, you know, beating the Braves, Braves had too much rest, whatever. Whatever you want to say, why they got there or or whatever. Mm. There's really nothing you can say about this Astros team. I mean, this Rangers team, excuse me.
0: Everyone's got to stop talking about the short rest thing, I feel like. I don't know.
1: I think that's a stupid argument. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The, The good teams will find a way to win.
0: Right, but yeah. You know, you tested by how you can find a win, you know. Yeah. Here
1: it, here it is. Here it is. Um, this is according to Jared Sandler. Um, I guess he's a statistician or writer on Twitter. I, f- I found this on Reddit. Um most played appearances in a single season, including postseason. That's what it is. Lenny Dykstra in nineteen ninety three for the Phillies, eight hundred and thirty three. Two thousand and three 1 Pierre, eight hundred and thirty. Marcus Semyon in third place, market uh, eight hundred and twenty-five, beating Pete Rose. Well, beating everybody, obviously. Pete Rose with eight hundred eleven, and Alfonso Soriano two thousand and three with the Yankees eight hundred and nine. So this is just a totally new uncharted territory, and the Rangers are kind of the the explorers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's it is what it is. It's expanded playoffs. There's these new stolen clock. base rules, the pitch clock, everything like this is this is the new era. This is the this is the bookend. And it, whatever you want to call it, that, that 2000s to 2010s, the dark ages of baseball, bad ratings, a lot of forgettable teams. You know like whatever you want to call it, it it's when the league was at a low. This is kind of going to be like a, a this is going to be the start of the incline. Especially we yeah. had stars being stars. Nathan Avaldi, Corey Seager, Marcus Semien, guys that we know. Corbin Carroll, a rookie, was the best player on the losing team.
0: Jacob DeGrom, when healthy.
1: Jacob DeGrom, if healthy. Max Scherzer, like Ad- Adolis Garcia. like
0: Yeah, Jonah, Jonah Haim. Yeah, young players that people are
1: grow into it. And it's going to be exciting, man. It's going to be really exciting to see where the league goes after this. And let's be honest, people that keep throwing around, oh, they good on the teams with the highest payback. because they do, Loogie Boy. It's like this team spent almost a half a billion dollars on two freaking players, Simeon and Seager, and they built around them using the guys they already had in their minor league. So it's this is a new era, man. This is uncharted territory, and I'm stoked. Your thoughts?
0: Dennis, like I always say, like you always say, and this is why I'm thankful you you're my bad and chatting mate. Well said. Is everything you just said? Um, I definitely want to talk about the er- you know new eras and and whatnot. I don't know what you you could definitely say this because this era you could say it's all about rule change, in my opinion. Because progressive era, progressive era, yeah. It could, you know, yeah, it could be Maybe progressive.
1: Like more historical.
0: I don't know about historical, but I'd definitely say more progressive. Definitely. I mean, because, like, you know, the playoff format, I feel like that was kind of. This is before all the rule changes with the pitch clock and there's bigger bases. I feel like, you know what's going to come next, though? The rover umps.
1: Yeah. Not only that, but expansion.
0: Expansion. Go to Vegas. Oh, yeah. Going to Vegas. For
1: a while, about the Rays moving. Now they're going to stay. You know, people forget before the 2020 season, this is like a dead storyline. People forget the Rays were going to spend half their games in Montreal. Right. And people totally forget about that. And it's just, hey, man, it's a new era. Now people are saying, you know, maybe Nashville will get a team. Maybe. (laughs) Apparently fan votes like to see Charleston getting a team, which is stupid. I already went on that rant nine weeks ago. But, like, it's a new era, man. It's, it really is. I said it a hundred times already tonight, but yeah. you could say it a hundred more. It's just, it's this wild. Is how it is. It's really yeah. wild. Like, that, I, I kind of feel like that two, uh, 2019 Nationals team being the last of the 2010s, like it felt, it felt right. The team that finally got over the hump, finally won, and a scrappy underdog team. In a decade of scrappy underdog teams winning. Yeah. It just kind of made sense. And now here we have three straight years. The last repeat champion. This is going to sound insane to people, but it's true. The last repeat champion, Brandon, do you know who they were?
0: Um, Don't say it. Don't tell me. Last repeat was definitely the Yankees. Yes.
1: 1999 and 2000. Yes. Unreal. And then you look at basketball, which is a dynastic sport. You look at the NFL, which isn't dynastic, but they good teams tend to stay good, like elite, for a couple a, a window. And baseball has just been one and dunce for 23 years. One and dunce. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: It's hard. I feel like it's hard. It's hard to repeat nowadays.
1: Oh, the, winning a World Series is as hard or harder than any other championship in North America sports. But to
0: repeat it, forget about it.
1: Yeah, but that's why. It's it's a marathon, and it, it makes my respect for the big red machine of the 70s and the Yankees in the, in the 90s, 90s, especially the, 90s. the Yankees in the 90s because of the roles being different than they were in the 70s. Um, it, it, my respect for those teams goes up astronomically. Like, you can say, like, well, the Yankees bought championships, but like, (laughs) there's a reason why they won four in five years. Like, and nobody's won two in a row in 23. It's, man, it's, it's different. And I hope this Rangers team and the ownership and the front office, I'm glad that they seem very hell bent on not making this like an anomaly. The, The 2001 Diamondbacks, they never got close to coming back. The 0-2 Angels, they, they were never really a threat after 0-2. The Marlins in 0-3. The White Sox in 0-5. You could go down the line. Um, oh, the Card- Cardinals
0: cool.
1: in 0-6. They won in 11 We got Boston? Boston. Sure, yeah. But they they I'm saying they had windows. But there was a lot of one-and-done teams that really had no business
0: right. winning a championship.
1: In so terms of like having like a, a window.
0: The Phillies almost repitted, but they, you know, yeah, they got back to
1: back. I'm not going to kill them. Same thing with the Royals. (laughs) But, you know, like, it's just this is this is going to be new, man. I'm excited. I don't know if the right now, usually after a championship or whatever, you think, God, how can anybody beat these guys next year? And I don't have that feeling with this Rangers team. They're beatable they're okay. totally beatable. It's so just like you just like, that's exciting. All the,
0: but I feel like you just listed all the players. I'm saying like, like you just said, all the players that they have, they have future to, to right. you know, stay win, you know, stay in the competitive nature that they've been this whole postseason. They, when they came through in the postseason, they were clutch. They faced yeah. up against Baltimore, the number one seed, the Goliath of the the AL. They dominated.
1: They, they really made it light work. It was just, it was an afterthought of a series.
0: The Lone Star series was great though. I mean that was that was not easy though. They came back down for three
1: two. Oh no! Yeah, that was that was a grind. That was a bloodbath, quite literally, with Garcia and Martin Maldonado. But like, it was um, it was fun. That was fun to watch in Cleveland too. Hanging out watching that one, but like uh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, am I
1: the news is on now? I yeah, I just about. uh, yeah,
0: I just I just saw
1: that. Yeah, I got that. Now. I don't care about worldly current events, no. you know. It's the same pop, the, the champagne same celebration, it's, not- it's on um FS1 if you have FS1.
0: Okay, Yeah. you yeah, know, this isn't uh Fox News or CNN, this is the bad in the chat and the podcast. We had not no pol- political podcast, you want that?
1: <laughs> A bipartisan yeah. podcast,
0: uh, uh, yeah. but uh, you know, I mean, I guess. I feel like, you know, anybody's beatable nowadays. It's hard to kind of – it's hard to repeat because I feel like in sports nowadays, everything is so competitive. It's not easy to, you know.
1: Yeah, and there's rules about free agency and who you can get. And
0: I was reading – I was reading today. I have a book. It's called NFL Freezing Hot, Cool Takes. Now it's about football. But it's still pretty good. Like today I read about Reggie White in that era and mm-hmm. – you know, it was talking about how player, you know, players wouldn't want to go to, so like free agency was open. But back then in the NFL, it's like the only way you can get out of your team if it's obviously if a team lets you go or if they trade you, you know. So, mm-hmm. once you, you know, once you had that contract, you were with that team for however, you know. And the moment with that is like the re- reason why it's such a freezing cold take is many people didn't believe that Reggie White was, you know, like when it came to the Packers, like Reggie White visit teams like, you know, the Niners, even the Jets. Crazy enough. And, you know, as a Jeff fan, that was crazy for me to read about. But um they were saying, why would anybody want to sign with Green Bay when you could go to, you know, big market team? And they, that's what I'm trying to get at. People didn't think that they thought free agency was gonna hurt because, you know, it would hurt the small market teams like like Green Bay. And next thing you know, Green Bay actually turned out to be a good fit for Reggie Way, he liked it. He thought everything that San... He almost signed with San Francisco. But everything that San Francisco was, was in Green Bay. So the point I'm trying to get at is that, you know, free agency has a big impact definitely on on the team. So, you know, like Texas. I feel like Texas is definitely a big market,
1: is it? Oh, yeah. They throw money around. like, dude, yeah. they, they literally have a half a billion dollars tied up in three players. Over that. With Semyon Seeger and DeGrom. And by the way, just a quick observation, I'm yeah. seeing the the Astros, the uh, diamond I keep saying Astros, because of the A. Uh, the Arizona clubhouse attendant handing out the beers and champagne to the uh Rangers. And I just thought to myself, that guy's gotta be so and so, like so uncomfortable right now. Like your team, the relationships you have in that job, like knowing players and whatnot for the diamondbacks, and having to hand out the celebratory stuff to the team that just whooped them. That's got to suck. Yeah. I mean, you could say that you're in a winning locker room, but that's still got to suck. So what were you saying? I cut you off for something totally unrelated.
0: But I guess, yeah, no. Like I long said, long like long free, free agency is definitely a big impact. But I mean, whether you're a small market team or you're a big market team, I mean, no matter what. if a player, But if a player thinks you're going to win and can, if a player sees something in you, they're going to go to you. So, like, that's I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. So, I guess that's where you saw players like Simeon, like Seagor, like DeGrom. Like, they they saw something in Texas. It didn't matter whether a small market or a big market team. Like, you know, if if a player sees something in the organization, they're going to sign with them. That's why free agency is so big because, you know, they're, you're coming together and you're building a team, and that's what the Texas Rangers, in my opinion, did. Chris, You know, like I always mentioned, Chris Young, he did a, such a great job. They had high expectations, and then you had the injuries that happened to the team, they were just, they were ready to go. And and they, they didn't look back. They, this is the definition of facing adversity, Dennis. Oh yeah. What Texas did they faced, they had so much in their way. They, they still didn't care. They, they saw the, they kept seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. They kept going and they just played ball. You know,
1: I do think on a semi unrelated note, when you're talking about, you know, it doesn't matter about market size or whatever anymore. Excuse me, I do think that different championship, different you know, three years in a row, really four dating back. Well, guess you could say twenty-three years in a row. Teams of all different markets in baseball have won, and I, I think personally, especially for baseball, and I don't care what anybody wants to say or comment. Market sports markets have gone extinct. It's there is no argument for a sports market anymore. There's teams that want to win and are going to spend the money to win, and there's teams that aren't, and that's that's that. There's teams right. in the middle that don't know what they want to be yet. I've been saying that forever, and this kind of proves it. This wasn't like a the Dodgers. Once again, what were we talking about before the season started? Padres, that's very small market. Mets, Mets Yankees, Dodgers, Braves, not the Sox, but Braves. The team's kind of like the usual suspects, Houston. And it wound up being Arizona (laughs) versus Texas. It's
0: definitely not the matchup we all thought.
1: No. So I just think it's – but what happened? The team, you know, the Rangers wanted to put together a winner. They put together a winner. The Diamondbacks wanted to, you know, put together a winner. They put together a winner. They they didn't have a splashy offseason by any means. But at the trade deadline, they brought in Paul Seawald. They made some other kind of supplemental moves before and during the season. And they got to the right spot. So it's just, listen, if you put together a winning team, guys are going to come there. And guess what? For veterans that are free agents, guess what just became a destination? Arizona. Are they a bigger market than they were on March 28th? The day before the season started or 29th, the day before the season started? No.
0: Mm.
1: It's just now you have a winner. And now guys that want to ring and have other accomplishments, all-star appearances, all MLBs, etc., in their careers, and the one thing they're missing mm. on the mantle is the World Series trophy. Guess where they're gonna consider going now? The teams that are winning and putting together, you know, a core of talent. So uh, I'm just, uh, I got to say from a fan perspective, if you're Baltimore and you have that young talent, you got to spend money now. You've got to. If you're the Rays and you're looking at, you know, well, we can put together a win, you know, look what we've done to the Yankees anytime we (laughs) face them in the playoffs. Like, Look at the Rangers did with three players making half a billion dollars. They humiliated your team on the road and embarrassed your fan base that had you know, 80% of the stadium covered, filled, the lowest excluding COVID ever. You got to be mad. You you got to be pissed. You got to have some pride. So I understand the financials are the financials, but if you're the Marlins and your team finally, finally makes the playoffs for the first time in 20 years, they made it in 2020, but let's not count that. There's no <laughs> fans. It's not because of the whole like oh there's a shortened season. There's no fans to enjoy it, so it doesn't count to me. Right. Um <laughs> your team finally puts together a winning season. <laughs> you get rid of your GM. And yeah. Once again, teams are you know, fans are asking, and you know I'm plugged in with the Marlins fans. Fans are asking, is this gonna be like ninety seven and 03 And we're just gonna waste all the talent and potential we have, a jaded fan base because they don't want to spend the money. And that's in Miami. That's a that is a that is a good market, man. I don't want to hear jack.
0: How come the <laughs> you you Heat, love Miami.
1: How can the Heat are all in? Talk about the freaking because it doesn't make sense to me. They should be a dominant team.
0: You love you love Miami. They should
1: be a dominant team. Uh, it's uh, it's unreal. The, Dolph- pitching the Dolphins
0: are looking already. good right now. Like they they uh, you yeah, know the Dolphins like Miami's a heating Dolphins up sports town right now.
1: How the hell do the Tampa Bay Lightning get every free agent under the sun, and the Tampa Bay Rays are crying poverty? It's hockey. It's hockey in, in Florida, Brandon. What are we doing? <laughs> so hopefully this is kind of a new a team that spent the money. And when people – you're going to see the post next season, Brandon. The Yankees are going to start 2-10, and 10 and the Mets are going to start 3-10 and 10 or whatever. You're going to see, well, this is the highest payroll teams. And these are the highest payroll teams. and Look how good they did. <laughs> it's going to be – you're, we're going to see that. We saw it all of this year and all of last year. And guess what? The team with, that spent a half a billion dollars on three players. It's like Destroyed. Destroyed. They went what? 15 is what it takes to win now? No. Four and four is eight. 10. 13. So they got 13 wins in the postseason. They went thirteen and three. They dominated the postseason. They, they dominated.
0: They did. Hold up, on I thought.
1: So it's very interesting. Talking about the, the you know the new eras, and how the Nationals were the last team to win of, like, the that 2000s to 2010s era, that post-steroid era. Who's on both of them is Max Scherzer. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. so what stood out to you? We talked about the macro and the historical significance of this World Series, cultural significance. What stood out to you, just from a game perspective? I mean, it was the stolen bases coming back. Corbin Carroll had two or three tonight.
0: So you he- talking about the World Series or just the season?
1: The World Series.
0: Um, I just feel like the Rangers, game one was insane. That was a good game. That was great. I remember watching. I saw that the, where Corey Sager tied it up. And I, I don't know who I was speaking to about. I was speaking to one of my friends and they how they were just explaining how it's like, you know, two outs, bottom of the ninth, man on first or man on base. You know, like you're not going to expect to someone to tie up the game like that. Maybe that was Paul Seawald, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. He got rocked in this world. I feel like he got rocked in this World Series. It was not the perfect World Series for him. And, um, you know, Texas just, don't, I just, you know, I look back and I think back and when I see Texas winning it, I just think back to 2011 when, you know, 2010, 2011, when they, you know, they made it to the World Series in 2010, got swept by the Giants, who started their dynasty that 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 World Series. Then the next year, they were very close to winning it that time. In 2011, but David Freeze said otherwise, and you know, Dave, you know, after and then David Freeze ended up walking it off, where he, you know Joe Buck said, "We'll see you tomorrow night." Yeah. And St. Louis ended up closing it out, you know, the next night. Um, I definitely think, um, you know, it's uh, just, I think back to just, because I remember that back then when in 2011, that that was a big world series. People don't forget that, you know, yeah. what David Freeze did was legendary. So, and but, so, you know, it's just, I think back to those teams that, you know, how, just how far that Texas has come to, you know, that they're very deserving of this World Series. They dominated the games. They've dominated game game four. You see Travis Jankowski has two hits. He was a former Met. Marcus Simeon had, you know, went two for five. You know, obviously Josh Hung, you know, like you said, young player up and coming. Just a dom- dominating team. You know, I like you said they're just stacked left for right. They they fit the boxes, like you said. They got, the, they got the players in each position. I don't really see one weak spot, really, or unless you could tell me. I guess you said I, people have been saying, the bullpen has been saying, like I said, they got Andrew Heaney. But, you know, they had they had the depth. You know what I mean? They even had Max Scherzer on their team. You
1: it's know, crazy that they won the World Series. And like I said at the, be- the beginning of the, sh- the program tonight, they won a World Series while missing arguably three of their Best five players, or three of their best six players, rather. I did kind of sell Marcus Semien a little short, but um, no Garcia, no DeGrom, no Scherzer, and they won the World Series. Unbelievable!
0: Mm, they deserve popcorn and some movies.
1: Yeah, I was nervous for the uh, Rangers because last night they won 11-7, but they they scored 10 runs in two innings, which is, people will say that's great, but you know, Diamondbacks still scored seven late in the game. I thought maybe that momentum could carry over a little bit. Like, yeah, we lost, but we're trending up. And then as Gallen was you know, going through the lineup. I mean, it goes 7.1 innings, 6.1 innings pitched. And uh, fan- you know, fantastic outing. But if there's nothing, that there's nothing more indicative of the Rangers' season, Brandon, than Nathan Avaldi constantly getting in jams today. Five times there are runners in scoring position, with one or zero outs, and he doesn't earn a single run. He doesn't let up a single earned run. Excuse me. That is so indicative of the way their season went. Bend but don't break. Their bullpen. Bend but don't break. They're starting pitching in the postseason. Bend but don't break. They're hitting. Grind every at bat. Bend but don't break. And it's just it's the way they won. Fun team yeah.
0: to watch. Everyone's team. I definitely think as I'm watching them celebrate. I was watching Bruce Bochy. You know, like I said, good for Texas. Like, you know, they they saw a World Series. This is literally could be like a freezing cold takes right here. People said Texas wasn't going to do anything. Oh, DeGroms is there for the money as we, you know. Um, And DeGrom, really, he saw something, and a lot of people didn't. A lot of people were in on Texas, you know. I just wonder, do you think that any of these – like, if the players weren't hurt, do you feel like they still would have been on the trajectory that they – trajectory that they went on?
1: No. I don't think – if they had DeGrom, I don't think they got get Scherzer. Right. So – not particularly. But if they also had a full season, a full healthy season of DeGrom, I also think they win their division. And then all of a sudden, you have Semyon Seeger-DeGrom with Garcia and some of these other guys, Josh Young, Jonah Heim. You know, Mitch Garver had a very good season for them. Yeah. DH.
0: Yeah, you see Bruce Bochy's one of six managers to win four more World Series titles. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. Future Hall of Famer. Oh, for sure. I don't know Definitely, how many yeah. managers have won one World Series in three different decades, or have been to one World Series in three different decades.
0: Um, That's a good question. Can't be Joe Torre, could it?
1: Not Joe that I know of. One of
0: them. I feel like he could be.
1: I think he only has two. I don't know how well he two did decades. before the Yankees. Yeah, 90s and 2000s with the Yankees.
0: You maybe what counts a player or just manager.
1: I'm just manager, right? I'm not going to think too hard. Probably Casey Stangle. Oh yeah, he, had he was, was managing forever. Like Branch Ricky was another first, guy first, like, first ever met manager GM. Branch Ricky was a GM, he, was a GM but I think he was a manager at one point too. Guys that like were just in it forever. Tony La Russa, maybe. Oh yeah, Tony La Russa. 80s, 2000s, and 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010. Because he was with the Bash Brothers.
0: Let's see. He won seven. So he won seven. He won seven from 1949 to 1960.
1: Casey Stangle? Yes. Wow. Wow. You know he won. How many did he, win? he won? All seven with the Yankees. I'm guessing then, right? At least five.
0: Um. Yeah, he won all of them. With, he won all them with the Yankees. Uh, it doesn't. I don't think he won it. I think he only just won it in the 40s and the 50s. Well, 49 with the Yankees, and his last one was in 58, and he clinched the pennant in 60 with the Yankees, but they didn't win the World Series. So in total, with the Yankees, he had 10 pennants. The seven World Series. That's that's
1: remarkable. What a great manager he that's was. Shoot, Bochi, fifth manager to win World Series with multiple teams. Obviously, Giants and Rangers.
0: He was a Dodgers manager too. I wish yeah, I could go yeah. back and I, I know we'll talk about this in the future, but I, I wish I can go back and just watch the Brooklyn Dodgers. That
1: the must Rabbits have been
0: le- that. That must have been legendary. My grandpa used to, from what my dad tells me, he used to go all the time. It's cool. Yeah, man, we'll definitely get into another episode. But um, I just want to say, I was I predicted it, Texas. I said I said Texas was going to win it. You were firmly with your with your Diamondbacks.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was an awful take. Uh, I thought the Diamondbacks were going to win. I was wrong. I thought Evan Longoria was going to win World Series MVP, and he didn't. I deserve some popcorn for that. You do deserve some popcorn, Brandon. You got it right. You said Seager to win the World Series MVP, didn't you? I'm
0: career? not sure. I gotta go back. To, I gotta look back at the episode. Pretty sure you did. But you know, I said I wonder how Chapman was gonna play. I can't it even hitting.
1: see the freaking FS1 screen. I can't <laughs> even see the full freaking thing. What do you mean? Because it's my screen. I guess is too small on this TV. So I literally—it's just one of six managers to win four or more World Series blank titles. Oh, that's not that important. <laughs> I couldn't see the pitch count all game. Couldn't see the I pitch who, count. Who's that the guy
0: count. like dancing in the back by the flag? Uh, I don't know. the no, they're, they're like hiding him Black up. shirt. Yeah, yeah, not not the guy behind the guy in the black shirt. No, he was. Oh, I don't know what that guy was doing. It. I guess it's cool. It's like all family and friends, I guess, out of there. That's pretty dope.
1: Season ticket holders, I'd imagine. Oh, that'd be
0: dope. Oh, imagine having season. I actually know a girl that actually just got season tickets for the Mets. I don't know how much that cost, but. Sheesh. I buddy would of have mine. season. You know, what?
1: A buddy of mine who I work with, his parents, he's younger than us. His parents every year would get him Islanders season tickets. And that was his birthday and uh. His birthday and Christmas present was Islander season tickets. He said it yeah. got too expensive now. With UBS, he said he had to uh, sell seats.
0: That sucks. Yeah, I hate he that. Just just that not kind of anymore. He was like really bummed out. He's
1: like a nineteen-year-old kid too. I so.
0: you know. I'd be too. I wish the Jets were in Long Island or Queens. If they were closer, me and my dad, oh, we it's so pain, it's pain say,
1: to get there It's so bad.
0: <laughs> we say all the time like that. We we would me and my dad we say it all the time we would have season tickets, we would. That's how diehard of a Jeff fan I am. Now with the oh, Mets, no. I know the Mets are. I mean, I would consider Met season tickets in the future. We'll see. I mean, I you know I went to a lot of games this year. I mean, whether it's with you or or Yankee Stadium, you know, I would have met season tickets if I could. You know, a nice baseball game, see players like I. I think the best player I saw this year was Otani.
1: I saw him too. I saw him twice.
0: You see him at Yankee Stadium, right?
1: Yeah, and then uh, Miami for the WBC.
0: Yeah, that must have been sick. That must have been good.
1: That was awesome. The Trout Otani, I bet that was sick. Man, good for them. Yeah, I, I we gotta talk off air. I, I might get Devils tickets for MetLife Stadium too. They're playing the day before. You guys didn't tell me that. Um, earlier, Nick told me that. The Devils are playing the day before, so I might yeah, one of my friends Want to meet me up there? Uh, I'm and then I, I might just get a hotel and just stay the night.
0: Then and, and meet us, me, Mike, and yeah,
1: Cooper. meet you guys the next day. If I go yeah, no, to that, that's fine. I, yeah, it's they, a matter I'm, of me what, getting my friends because like I don't know anybody who'd want to go.
0: I'm glad. Uh, I it's not a bad idea. I consider it. I saw it's something my coworker I don't know who sent it to me, but. It was, it was Mike that sent it that they're having, like, a like I think it was the the um, commissioner who um, said that they're going to have, like, all, like, a festival or concerts, something like that. Not a festival, but, like, yeah, like, a fan fest, I think, something like that. You know, they're making, like, a pretty big thing with the stadium series in my life.
1: Yeah, I'm get like Devils tickets.
0: I, I would consider it. I mean, I mean if sure. you wanted me to come. Uh...
1: I haven't seen Devils in, in since 2014.
0: Yeah, that's you should definitely look into that. Um, but back to, I guess back to baseball. Um, what are you most excited for now? Looking forward in the offseason?
1: This is gonna be such a cliche answer. I want to see where Otani goes. I'm really curious.
0: I feel like they really think he's gonna go to the Mets. They are really sold that like Steve Cohen's gonna throw the money at him. Who's sold? Like the media, like well, I see it on SNY. Oh, what? I know SNY is a met. It's a Mets. Yeah, standard.
1: that's that doesn't mean anything. Giants well, fans are also men. convinced Aaron Judge was going to the Giants. Okay,
0: well, that's the Giants. That and to Giants me is ridiculous. On.
1: Like they still like are in like denial. It was never close. It was. I'm telling you, it was never close. If I think if Aaron Judge won a ring with the Yankees last year. I think he would have went to the Giants. I don't think that it, I, I the second he lost with the Yankees, I was like, we might lose him. Then I thought for a second, I'm like, who's he going to go to? <laughs> I just immediately thought, I'm like, oh, going to be a free agent soon. Dodgers are saving up for him. We know that. Who's he going to go to?
0: The, oh, the
1: Giants with that team. Okay. Hyper competitive guy who's never won a championship He's going go yeah, to go. Like okay, judge I'm was gonna... bound to be
0: a Yankee. He was not going to leave. Like, yeah, you know, and I like I like Judge. Oh, he's I, a great.
1: He's a great face. Of the he's game. a
0: great guy. No, he, he's such a great guy. If he doesn't get a ring in the future, I I would, that's would be such a wasted career. Not wasted, but like he, like I said, he he deserves a ring. Like how he's Degrom good. won tonight for his accolades, and he finally has a ring. Judge deserves just as much.
1: Judge would be the only, only the second great Yankee to not have a ring. Behind Don Mattingly, yeah, Maddally, else yeah. has one. That's every sucks other Don great Maddally, Yankee has. Yeah. One. That sucks. One that Don
0: Mattingly was one year short of that.
1: One postseason series, and he went freaking bonkers against the Mariners. Have you ever seen the footage of him hitting his home run at Yankee Stadium in Game Three of the ALDS? I think so. Yeah. It is, it, if even if you're not a big Yankee fan or even a big, you're watching this, I'm guessing you're a big baseball fan. Hi, fans. Hi, listeners. <laughs> hi, viewers. Um, you have to watch it. Even if you're not a sports fan, it is insane. The Yankee Stadium is literally, all the old Yankee Stadium is literally shaking. It would be like, I don't know what the, the equivalent is because we don't see it in sports anymore that great players are. Don't make it to the playoffs. I don't know.
0: It happens. Trust me, it happens. <laughs> Coming from a Jets fan and a Mets fan, it
1: happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. I guess with the how few teams make the playoffs in baseball, it's the only sport that that can happen. It's like a legit like this guy only went to the postseason, like I think Ted Williams only went to the postseason like once or twice. What? Because back then only the top two teams made it. Only the top American and National League team made it. So it was that it was that
0: competitive back then, baseball, right?
1: So only two teams made the playoffs. It was that league. It was that competitive? So it was probably like 20 something teams back then. Yeah. So Ted Williams only has like one or two places like postseason one. He also lost time to World War II in Korea. But uh what a different time that is. Could you imagine some of these guys now going to war fighting a war? Yeah, i believe what I said. That's that.
0: insane. It just I think that just shows There's how no load management.
1: There's no load management in uh in war. Unfortunately. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, Damn, war
0: hard. is war is not fun. No, he no. uh what I'm gonna say. Um he passed away in two thousand two. That's crazy.
1: That I know. That I didn't know.
0: It's crazy. Uh, what are I going to say? Yeah, you know, in World War II. God bless. That's cr- I think that just shows how competitive baseball was back then. And you look back now, it's like,
1: how do you not make the playoffs? It's like do you're doing like
0: everything it? for you to make the playoffs.
1: What do you think? Now that we have two seasons of the new rules, what do you like?
0: What do I like? Um, what do you
1: like? What what, do you, what playoff format do you like?
0: I like I like this. I don't I don't I don't mind. I feel like you get a mix. Like I said, you get a mixture of each. I mean, you get a mixture of each team, and I feel like it gives teams more better of a better advantage. And I mean, no matter what, the sports is still competitive. You know, I, I feel like the sports stays competitive no matter what. Like, look at the Diamondbacks. No one ever thought they were going to make it. You know, like you see, it gives teams more adva- You know, an advantage because maybe they, you know they're better than who they are you know i mean you would have thought a team like the Dodgers who had 100, 100 wins people many people would have thought they were going to go to the world series Every, you know they, the Dodgers said otherwise i like it because like i said it, it, like i'll say it again it gives teams like the Diamondbacks the Marlins like the Phillies like more of an, you know an advantage to you know make a run for the world series and that that's the goal of the end of the day so I think, and honestly, it gives free agents better options, to more options to say, hey, you know, the Dodgers look good too. But hey, the Diamondbacks also went to the World Series. They have a good, you know, they seem like they have everything put together. Let me see what they got. You know, Texas Rangers, they just won the World Series. Great talent, great core around. People want, might want to join that because maybe they got something going on, you know. I think it also puts other teams more in the mix of exposure for who they really are. In my opinion, I mean, that's why I like the format. And I I mean, I'm just hoping the Mets can take advantage of that because come on. Like, I'm tired of seeing the postseason every like once every 10 years. Like, that's not come on. You know what I mean, Dennis? So, I mean, that's that's my thoughts on it. Uh, What are your thoughts?
1: I think the current format is the best it's been. Yeah. Two teams is ridiculous. That's that's like stupid that only the best team in the AL and I don't make it. That's dumb. Yeah, that, that's four that's, teams. That's, that's even I terrible. think that's a little much. Three Look, I, teams, yeah. one with the buy is like a little weird because then you have the one team with the buy, and then once they went to four in 1995, the Don Mattingly series against the Mariners was the first DS ever, um, a round of DSs, I guess. That kind of made more sense, and then they threw in like that whole like wild card thing when we were in high school. You make it five each. That I liked a lot. And I, I feel like now I think this is the best because 162 games to have your season come down to one game is a little. I get it. The intensity of that one game is epic. But it was, it, it did kind of feel a little lame from like a fan perspective of like, wait a minute. So I sat through all of this to lose one game. <laughs> you know, like it was a little odd. But now I feel like, you know, people are like, saying maybe they should all be best of seven series. I'm like, okay, well, so it's December 1st, and game one of the World Series on Fox. Like, how long are we going to make this freaking thing? But, um, yeah, it's like, oh, players get hurt all the time, so let's just add in 15 more playoff games. It's weird. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do moving forward, but I like it. I like this format a lot. Two teams get a bye. Like, you're never going to argue the rest versus rust. All right, fine. Guess what? You can also set up all your pitchers. And if you have veteran players or guys coming back from an injury, they get to rest. Like that. That's not an advantage. Maybe you should give an option of playing in the first round or resting, whatever. If you think it's that much of a disadvantage, give it to someone else. But I, I just – I don't know. If I was a player, I think I'd take the week. Granted, I know, shocking, not a Major League Baseball player. So what do I know about the whole rest versus rest thing?
0: Um I guess I feel like... Do you feel like they're going to start bringing up the uh, Robo Umpires Um, real soon?
1: I think it's going to be the way it is where the game is how we've seen it. And then you each team has like three challenges or something. I don't want to get to. I don't want to get too intense with the whole challenges and whatnot because it's like murdering the NBA right now. Yeah. You're you're not as much of an NBA fan as I am, Brandon. But like the final two minutes of an NBA game, if you think you're getting out of there, if it's a close game, if you think you're getting out of there in less than 30 minutes, you're out of your mind. It's so bad. Everything's a review. Timeouts this, timeouts that. They go to the constant freaking commercial breaks (laughs) constant commercial breaks and crunch time oh my god if you're gonna waste my time at least have someone talk about you know this play of the game or what happened in this game on the other network or something like don't waste my time showing me jake from state farm for the 893rd time of the broadcast I'm sure State Farm is a great insurance company. Guess what? Don't care.
0: <laughs> like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
1: I, I, I hate commercials so much. Hates a strong word. That's why I use it.
0: That's a lot. It's definitely very, I don't know. I got to say, I guess, before I wrap up, because it's been a long day. <laughs> I think i'm like
1: the, i'm like jack morris and the in the world Series when he went 10 innings mm, great at the we,
0: end get about that yeah
1: yeah just like hey
0: yeah, but i give you credit yeah uh i don't have
1: my fastball anymore buddy i'm just throwing nothing but junk over the plate
0: no hey you know i you know i you know i i'm very appreciative of you d train
1: no, thank you. You too, buddy. This was a fun year.
0: I definitely think it was definitely a fun year of uh, – definitely fun year of football – no, not football, baseball. I'm excited for what the offseason brings. It's definitely going to be a very fun offseason in my opinion. i like to see what the Mets do. I hope they reload as much as they can. Um, you know, it's going to be very interesting. And, um, you know, um, hopefully – like to see what happens with Pete Alonso. I hope they keep him early eight.
1: Hopefully. You know my thoughts on that.
0: I know. I hope the Yankees add some pitching, you know, for their sake.
1: Oh, uh, we had a, oh, I'm sorry. Continue.
0: I'm just – I'm excited for the offseason. So, you know, I mean, well, because it's just going to be interesting to see what the Mets do and uh, for the rest of the MLB. Well, what are your thoughts before
1: that? I hope the Yankees add Juan Soto. Cannot wait.
0: You, Can you wait know to my buy
1: Soto jersey.
0: You have it ready to go. You ready to give it to Steinbrenner right now? Be like, hey, take my money. Give me Just give me a soda.
1: Yeah, no, I'll just tell Steinbrenner how much is the chicken bucket. You can afford one, Soto. And then you just oh. look at me like, how did this kid get into my office? I'm like, Don't worry about just it. Just give me a offer. Here's my oh, card. Don't, don't worry about it. By the way, where are all those chicken buckets? Oh, down oh, that way to buckets. the left. Oh, thanks, buddy. I could use a chicken bucket. All right. There's chicken buckets. If you Guys, if you ever go to Yankee Stadium, chicken bucket. You, See, you, but, you got it. You got it, dude. That thing could keep you fed for days.
0: You know they say that City Field is like a is like a big cafeteria, but so is so is yeah, I feel like Yankee Stadium too.
1: I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm very disappointed with the culinary uh, options at City Field. Really? I feel like everything's a, a real Brandon. I can't cuss on here. I Feel like everything's a really long wait. Really long bleep wait at City Field. I think everything uh, takes forever.
0: It did the last time I was there at Sh- when I went to see the Mets Angels when I went to take Shake Shack. Um, I sat for, maybe we were online from like the top of, from the third inning to the sixth.
1: Yeah,
0: it's there for taking forever. It was annoying. Take, I was getting they furious. So, my-
1: they take so long. And also, there's like 800, a lot of 800s today. There's like a ton. of of freaking suites and lounges and this, that, and the other. Like, how many might when we went to the Dodger game? How many Mike Piazza lounges did we have to go through before we were finally in oh, the same
0: one at the same I, time? I was so furious because I couldn't find you guys. I Me and I think it was, I think I was, it was you and
1: around. Joe. Well, uh, yeah, our buddy Joe. We
0: Joe well, no, I could. I was furious because we're like, Where are you? Oh, the Piazza Club. No, we're already, we're in the Piazza Club and you just know where to be seen i was like
1: the best one the best one was we were in one that was like really upscale originally we're like what this doesn't seem right at all so we asked like hey where do we get seated or do we just say is it open seating and they're like oh uh let me scan your tick oh you're for the other one then we went there and i was like oh this kind of sucks (laughs) there's nowhere to sit because it was, I remember it was a kind of a hot day when we went, and it was air conditioned, so people were just like showing up. It was bad. It was bad. I, I lost a lot of respect for City Field that day. Not a big fan of your concessions.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, but they do
1: have the Arnold Palmer Tall Boys, which is <laughs> Tall Boys. My weakness. My kryptonite.
0: Man, you know, I'm. I mean, I'm excited. You know, I love baseball, and I'm excited. You know, I mean, I'm. I'm always excited for a ball game, but for now, it's it's uh, football season, so I'll be ready for that. Until then. Uh, like I said, I'm excited for the offseason. But any any other thoughts before we wrap up?
1: So the Rangers won the World Series, Corey Seager, World Series MVP. If the Diamondbacks won, who would the World Series MVP have been to you, Brandon? Go.
0: Um, maybe, um, how did Corbin Carroll do? I feel like he had a decent
1: – I would have said Corbin Carroll as well.
0: Yeah, there Mark you go. I Marte. Yeah, either Morte, me on the bullpens. I don't know. i definitely not Paul Seawald for the bullpen, I side. he did not have a good World Series. I,
1: I can't judge the guy. He had literally two bad games, so. And was a completely dominant for. I don't know how many other games he played. I don't have it off. I should have it off the end. All right, I'm ready to, I'm ready to call it. All right.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. So um, be sure to check out our revamped website at www.easternobserver.com for the latest news in the world of baseball and so much more. We thank you for joining us for another edition of Bad and Chat and for my co-host Dennis Tuohy and the entire Blackjack Media Group team. I'm Brandon Talley saying so long, and we'll see you next time. What a great season.
1: Yeah, what a tremendous 2023 Major League Baseball season.